To another tsunami pre-flight. Uh, we're going to be talking about coming together, uniting as for a common goal against the team, all evil, if you will. Yeah, a pre-flight team. <clears throat> Everybody working towards one one goal yeah. of world domination. Exactly. So, Pinky and the Brainstorm. And why are we talking about teams? Because we're going to talk My Hero Academia this week's. Number 39 on Paste Anime's top 50 anime series of all time. Wow, we made it already into the 30s. Nice. Yeah. Last week, Gurren Lagan, number 40, uh, rolled over the odometer. <laughs> yeah. My Hero is a great show, and right now it's probably the most popular newer anime along with Attack on Titan. Right? I would say, say that's fair. Yeah. I'd say those are the two sort of really popular of the last five years yeah super's pretty i mean yeah but yeah. super's an older property right. i just mean of the ones that oh yeah yeah came along for the yeah. first time yeah the, the my last... hero manga came out in 2014 and the series was the next year yeah. after that and it was a hit pretty much right away yeah and the manga is ongoing so the series is still ongoing releasing season by season yeah and we are creeping up towards caught up up till now yeah we're as of this airing, we will be showing episode, I believe, 54. 54? So each season is 26, not 13? No, it's, um, we're in the third season, so okay, not, neither of those two things. Okay. <laughs> well, why don't, uh, why don't you give us a little background? Um, so in the- Want to drink some coffee? Refreshing. Mm-hmm. So in this world of My Hero Academia, superpowers are called quirks and they are common. Uh, I don't remember what the exact number is, but it's like 75% of the population. Seems kind of crazy to call them a quirk. Like a quirk is a little, is like a quirk of personality. It's like a a slightly unusual thing, not like a world shattering ability. And there are more super. I've got a quirk. I can fly and lift things and read minds. And not all of the quirks are. It's one of my little quirks. World changing. um, Yeah, some some of them are just weird. Um, And Izuku Midiora or Deku doesn't have a quirk, but he's got the heart of a champion and still wants to be a superhero like All Might, his idol. Uh, And All Might. So basically Sky High, the yeah. TV show. Um, so Deku catches the eye of All Might, who then passes on his quirk, One for All, which is a pass-onable... Is that a verb? I guess. Uh, superpower. That's a much better choice. Uh, superpower. And it sort of changes person to person to person. Um, Deku swallows one of All Might's hair, the classic passing on of superpower... <laughs> Uh, time. It's like DNA transfer. Yeah. Um, so this is all to go to the UA high school where you can train to be Sky High. a superhero. Uh, of an, Kurt, where Kurt Russell is. An undetermined branding superhero. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and that's basically the show is the, working their the way setup, through the yeah. classic uh, school anime series of going through various 
uh, examinations and licensing, and there's an alphabetical standing of where you are in terms of your rank. Yeah, your class year, basically, and also how developed you are. So where we are in the so who gets in, sorted into Gryffindor? Uh, the the that I believe is an entirely different oh intellectual property. Oh, okay. Entirely. Uh, I'm confused. Okay. Um, Sorry. When we do the Harry Potter anime. Right. Uh, okay. Which I think is number 17 okay, on the gotcha. list. That we'll gotcha. get to that. Then we'll do it. Okay. Yes. Yeah. So where we are currently in Toonami is towards the latter half of season three. And the UA high school is now, or are the people we're following with are now boarding at the high school to pass their superhero licensing exam. Um, so Pro- Provisional hero licensing exam. Mm, excuse me. But I think this show smartly sort of is I mean it kind of rides the superhero zeitgeist in the US and the world with all the Marvel movies and everything but gives it an anime twist I mean most anime most shonen are basically superhero stories but this one is one of the first ones I think in a long time along with One Punch Man to be explicitly a superhero story about classic like tights wearing superpower having people um, so I think it's it was very smartly riding that wave and both commenting on it and sort of embodying it in a way that makes sense. So anime fans have their Avengers, you know, which right. is what this is, um, which I think is one of the reasons why it became such a huge hit. That and the gorgeous animation and the the really like it's hard to underestimate how much good art can help a show. And I think my hero just immediately looks pleasing to the eye and like is beautifully animated. And you just like all the characters are super expressive, the designs and stuff. And you just immediately, it's so easy to fall into that world. I think. Good job. Um, So let's check out our promo for my hero academia, which came out last year. Uh, Yeah. 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 Let's check it out. I can't believe it! The guy's already saved a hundred people in me! Look! He's got more! Fear not, citizens, because I am here! It was an age of heroes. Wanna be a hero too, huh? More than anything, you don't stand a chance without a quirk. Even if everyone thinks I'm useless, I'm not gonna give up. There are stories about every hero. How they became great. No, you idiot! Stop! Most have one thing in common. Their bodies moved before they had a chance to think. Why are you here? I don't know! You too can become a hero. If you want to be a pro, you're going to have to push yourself to the brink. Let's go! Let's go! Put your back into it, Midoriya! Don't give up! You'd never be able to hang with the best of the best! Show who you are. Embody what it means to be a hero. When everyone's a hero, is trying your best good enough? Damn right. My Hero Academia, premiering next Saturday at 11.30. If I'm being honest, this is going to be super hard. <laughs> Only Toonami on Adult Swim. That was Sarah, our editor, doing a great job. Shout out to Sarah. Um, so here's a clip of just the average sort of how the battles go. I mean, much like any other sort of high-level popular shonen it's going to be revolving around battles for the most part and usually these are either bad guys or inter-school duels or whatever or them against the faculty yeah 
Um, it's all in the guise of training, um, but it's just another tournament type show. So let's check out a pretty cool battle. さすが気を絞っちゃって感じだな。どこにでも現れて正義面知らしやがる。君に食ってやっから。強いぞ。けっ。おかしいぜ、お前。あの筋みたいな個性なんて早さ、なんて意欲。ダメだ。勝っち
team-ups or teams or unlikely pairings of characters who you didn't think would pair together, whether that's Ocean's Eleven, 48 Hours, those kinds of things. For the purposes of this thought experiment, we decided to not do anything military-related because I feel, and Gil agrees, that you're not really a team. You can become a team if you're a unit, but you are not necessarily a team when you're a unit. You are working for the military, working for the government. They tell you what to do. You are supposed to form a unit. And ideally to the military, a unit is more than a team. It is a unit. It is a group of people acting as one with the orders coming from the government. That's more than a team. A team is a group of individuals who come together for a common cause uh, or more, at least more than one individual. And a military unit is something different so we left out a lot of things like people suggested like saving private ryan and blah 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 blah. i think you could call something like the dirty dozen maybe a team-up movie because yeah. there was choice involved yeah i the, think that's the basic yeah differentiation is that there we're a making, choice is that, yeah if you don't have a choice then you're not really a team yeah like go take that hill yeah that's not or yeah. Yeah, if yeah. there's no or, then you're not teaming up. <laughs> yeah. uh, so first up for me is one of my favorite team-up movies of the last several years, and that is, of course, the awesome The Nice Guys starring Ryan Gosling and Russell Crowe. Love it. Uh, a movie I wish had done better so we could get way more Nice Guys sequels. They both, apparently both, both the director and writer and the, the two stars would be interested in doing more sequels, but... Who knows if it'll happen? And I watch it every single time it's on, and I own it. So yeah. I think if everyone just promises to do that, we should be good. And I saw it in the theater. Uh, this came out in 2016. Uh, I saw it twice in the theater. Um, and so here's a clip which I think exemplifies the. So basically, this movie starts off with a guy, Russell Crowe, is a guy who's basically hired muscle. People pay him to solve problems that usually involve beating someone up and taking their money threatening a, a abusive husband to stay away from his wife. He's sort of he's not... strong arm. He's not quite a legit PI. He's more of like, yeah, he's a heavy word of mouth muscle that gets paid. So he gets hired by uh, Ryan Gosling's... One of Ryan Gosling's... Uh, basically, he Ryan Gosling has taken a client because he's an actual private investigator and someone doesn't want Ryan Gosling to, to go through his investigation. So... Russell Crowe is hired to basically beat up Ryan Gosling and prevent him from doing it. But they end up falling in together and becoming a team to solve this case. Um, So this is where they first... This isn't, I think, the first time they meet. I think it's the second time. But this sort of is where their relationship starts and then it ends up with them being friends. But they have a really great comedic sort of... The comedic timing in their exchanges is great. So here's a scene from the movie. Who is it? Messenger service. Hollow march home. What the fuck? Mr. March, we're gonna play a game. I think you're in the wrong house. It's called Shut Up Unless You're Me. I love that game. You're a private investigator? Look, there's 20 bucks in there, all right? Just take it. No, I'm not into that, I told you. I'm a messenger. You can afford to live like this as a PI. What's the message? Oh, right, right. <clears throat> Stop looking for Amelia. Right? 
I'm not even looking for Amelia. She's a person of interest, man. I'm, I'm fine. I'm done. Put a fork in me. Don't really put a fork in me. Amelia's going to be very happy that you got the message so quickly. It's going to make her smile. That's good. Now, <clears throat> I got one more thing I need to ask you before we're done here. Healing and all hired me. Bingo. Yeah. So we can do this the easy way. We can do it the Glenn. hard way. What? Lily Glenn. Two ends. Old lady hired me to find her niece on Tuesday. You just gave up your plan. I made a discretionary revelation. No, no, you just gave her up. I asked you one simple question. Ba, 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 ba. You gave me all the information. I thought that's what you wanted. What? Now, I'm very sorry that you didn't get the message. Me too. But I get it now. <clears throat> I get it. I dig it. the message now yep are you sure yeah i'm cool all right give me your left arm huh your left arm give me your left arm this one no yeah come on no no did you cut yourself i'm dealing with an injury right look when you're talking to your doctor just tell him you have a spiral fracture of the left radius no no deep breath have an apple? Ah. All right, Mr. March. You have a good day, okay? Hi. Hey. Want a Yoo-Hoo? Yoo-Hoo? Are you kidding? Oh, yeah. You know, I haven't had one of these in about 30 years. You a friend of my dad's? Yeah. Yeah, we're business associates. He's inside resting. Didn't I see you crawling around a vacant lot a couple of blocks over? Um, maybe. I read there sometimes. Right. It's me here for you, who. Thanks again. Bye. So the daughter ends up Great. being sort of a character that helps them become friends after that. Yeah. Um, not quite a meet cute. <laughs> uh, next a up. Break cute. <laughs> next up is a hilarious. 80s classic. The actually the last film released in the 80s. It was the last week of release in 1989, and that is of course Andre Konchkalovsky's Tango and Cash, starring Sylvester Stallone and Kurt Russell in a hilarious team up as a Beverly Hills detective and an LA County detective who are framed for murder that they don't commit, so they have to escape jail. And then team up together to clear their names. So this movie was... Borderline don't have a choice, but... They, yeah, I'll they borderline don't have a choice, but they the, decide to. So they they were kind of rivals who don't like each other. Their styles are totally different. Uh, as the bespeckled. Yes, because of Esther Sloan, <laughs> as you can tell from his glasses, and he wears suits. He's more of a... He's a classy guy. You know, he gets things done, but he's all about style and being buttoned up. And Kurt Russell is more of a slovenly sort of uh, more downtown type. So the hilarious thing about this movie is it was like 10 different movies. So basically, Andrei Konchkalovsky, who has done a ton of movies, is a real filmmaker. He did Runaway Train. He's done. He's still working. He just won awards for a movie a year or two ago, a Russian movie that he did. Uh he was hired and then he hired Barry Sonnenfeld who directed Men in Black who was the Coen Brothers uh, director of photography who is an amazing 
director of photography. And the, tr- the trouble started on the movie when basically Konchalovsky and the producer had totally different ideas of what the movie could be, should be. Konchalovsky thought it should be a fun action comedy, but like not being afraid to be a little gritty. And evidently the producer of the movie thought it was so fucking dumb that they just had to make it a parody of these kind of movies. So they were fundamentally at cross purposes. Then Stallone, who has a lot of control on all of his movies at this point in his career, and probably still, but I at this point so. in his career, definitely... He basically said, I don't want to work with Barry Sonnenfeld. Fire that guy, which is insane. So then they had to hire another DP, which is a big changeup. Then eventually Konchalovsky walks off the movie because he can't take arguing with the producer anymore. And the producer's like, fine, get the fuck out. So then not only does the producer sort of take care of reshoots, they then hire another director. Then the editor who's working on the movie quits. They have to get another editor. Then it's completely rescored, and then they do reshoots. So this movie was supposed to be like a two-month shoot. It ended up going like five months. It was. They ended up spending triple the money they thought they were going to spend. They barely made their release, and then it, it didn't really make any money. Um, it's a bit of a mess. Yeah, but the weird thing is, even though he was technically fired and Stallone probably could have kept him from being fired, Stallone and Konchkolovsky still are like... Uh, Konchkolovsky says that movie was a mess and the only person who was a professional was Sly Stallone. And Sly Stallone's like, I had a good time in that movie. I hung out with Kurt Russell. It was a good time. Like, you that's it. Uh, that's when you know you're a pro. Uh, so anyway, this is a, a pretty stupid clip there's not that many clips of Tango and Cash I on mean, the internet. This um, is this is an old people movie. This is not so. So old people have shit on the internet. Not. Plus, it's starring two people that are still known stars that show up and all kinds of shit. So, let's check out my clip. Cool. <laughs> Easy, mate. Come on. Been expecting you. Shame, shame. Don't you know ponytails are out this season? How you doing, Cash? Oh, things are just getting better by the second. Mmm. There's a party on the roof. Can I invite Mr. Potato Head here? Sure. Wouldn't be a party without Potato Head. Plan A. This party's really fun. Thanks. How about it, Red Key? Hell of you, huh? How do you meet puppet who pulls your strings? This off. Bollocks to plan A. I like this. It feels great up here. <laughs> what do you say? Plan A's a loser. Hold on. Give me a name, Death Brother. You're going back to fucking England in a fucking baggie. Up yours, also. You ain't worth a toss. Go on, drop me. Do it. Plan A is definitely a loser. Big time. Let's go to plan B. You got a plan B? You're a shame. I ring a bell? This is plan B. Can I talk to you for a minute? Not now. I'm busy. Uh, just just a second, please. Seriously. I mean, you're getting a little radical here, aren't you? What's radical? Blowing a man's head off with a fucking hand grenade is a touch much, don't you think? <laughs> you got your way, I got mine. You know, I'm kind of glad you didn't want to talk, Raheem. You know that? Let me just shoot him in the goddamn leg. He'll talk. I don't want the leg. I want the whole package. Maybe he doesn't know anything, okay? I don't really care. What do you mean you don't care? What the fuck is this? You're a cop! Look, I was a cop. But because of this dirtbag and his friends, we're on the run. No, it's payback. That's enough. I mean it. Is it? Oh, man, I heard about you. Did you? I heard you were a fucking Section 8. I didn't believe all that weird sadistic bullshit I heard you pull, but you are, man. You're for real. If you don't want to get sticky, get back. 
Jack. Dun, 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 dun. You got it, sicko. You blew it big time, pal. This asshole's out of control and I can't stop him. But I'm not going down for this tango. I mean it. You're on your own. I'm out of here. Don't forget the right. You are my vote for the Psycho Hall of Fame, asshole. You got it. You really do look like shit in a ponytail. No. I'm sorry. Bye, bye, baby. Bye, baby. I don't want to hear it. The case you want Perrette. He's Perrette. Who the hell is Perrette? The bloke with me in prison. He's the governor. Yeah, where's he now? Where's the governor? The desert, right go after you. Think he's telling the truth? I don't know. But it's not raining, and he's standing in a puddle. Disgusting. You know, Potato Head, you just fell for the oldest routine in the book. Bad cop? Worst cop. <laughs> Did you sleep with my sister? Oh, I don't believe you. Oh, Did you can't. bump uglies with my sister? Bump uglies. <laughs> Did you? Hey, listen, I was so drunk, I honestly, I don't remember, okay? Come on, worst cop, we're late. My little contribution to birth control. Bloody hell! Bloody done. Cash, what about my sister? You know, it's a free country, Tango. And what's that mean? People are free to do what they want. So? So your sister is very, very free. I'm going to kill you. I think Sly's just mad. There's a lot of ADR jokes there. I think think Sly's just mad that Kurt didn't make out with him. And in fact, it would have been... It really seemed close to it. It would have been a better movie, for sure. As it is, it's a total mess and a hilarious one at that. The bloke who I was in prison with, he's the governor. He's the governor? That doesn't even make any fucking sense. Uh, Hilarious. Uh, And then finally, uh, the great Jackie Chan and Michelle Yeoh uh, co-starred in a movie called Super Cop. Police Story 3, Super Cop, uh, as two rival police detectives from different departments who have to work together to take down some bad guys. And uh, this is probably one of the greatest Hong Kong action films ever made and fully utilizes the amazing talents of both Jackie Chan and Michelle Yeoh, who are legends for At the good, height of their powers. For good reason. Uh, I got to see this one in the theater when it came out, which is awesome. Um, but I need to watch the whole trilogy again soon because it's super fun. Um, there are some fucking crazy stunts in this. This is just a scene where they're sort of starting to realize they got to work together. So here that is. Fushang, finish him off! Shot! <laughs> 
Watch out! Uh, it's full of dynamite! It's full of dynamite, that rat! I must get hit! Me neither! Uh, come on! Get in! I shouldn't have brought you here! You're so clumsy! You're the clumsy one! Find some grenades! No? Nothing here! Here, catch! Why did he stop? I don't know. Maybe they're scared. Just pretend to throw the hand grenades, okay? Huh? Now! What is it? I said pretend! There's big more That's like nice. a thousand gallons of gasoline. <laughs> I do think that was the predator set. It seemed really... The same. I mean, you know, it's a jungle. Yeah. I mean, it could be a Rambo 2 set. Right. There's any number of movies that that could fall under. Dummy. So nice. Gil, I'm done. Oh. Well, that's good to hear. Team up. Um, Teams. So Jason had more of a lawful side of the team up. I decided to go more of the criminal element side. And uh, my Shock. first pick is... What the fuck is that supposed to mean? It means you're a fucking criminal. Is uh, Quentin Tarantino's theatrical debut or feature debut Reservoir Dogs 1992 starring every scene-chewing actor of the early 90s and one where is he? All the way in the back there yeah. lives there. This, um, this guy. Yeah, and then whoever the fuck that that fucking is. guy who's just like I knew Tarantino. Yeah, we who, worked at the video gave, store together. Yeah, who gave Tarantino $10,000 <laughs> yeah. sometime in 1991 to make this movie. Um, this scene that we're going to show is uh, when after the diamond heist has not gone quite according to plan and uh, there may or may not be a rat in the building. So let's check it out. We ain't taking him to a hospital. We know he's going to die. And I'm very sad about that, but some fellas are lucky and some ain't. Fucking touching me for, man. I'll show you who you're fucking with. You want to shoot me, you little piece of shit? Go ahead, take a shot. Fuck you, White. I didn't create this situation. I'm dealing with it. You're acting like a first-year fucking thief. I'm acting like a professional. They get him, they can get you. They get you, they get closer to me, and that can't happen. And you're looking at me like it's my fault? I didn't tell him my name. I didn't tell him where I was from. Shit, 15 minutes ago, you almost told me your name. Your buddy there is stuck in a situation you created. So if you want to throw bad looks somewhere, throw him out of the mirror. You kids shouldn't play so rough. Somebody's gonna start crying. It's the blood. Kicking me. What happened to you? Figured you were dead. Hey, you okay? Did you see what happened to Blue? We didn't know what happened to you and Blue. That's what we were wondering about. What? Come on, man. Look, Brown is dead. Orange got it in the belly. He's Enough! Alive. Enough! You better start talking, asshole. Because we got shit we need to talk about. We're already freaked out. We need you acting freaky like we need a fucking bag on our hip. Okay, let's talk. We think we got a rat in the house. I guarantee we got a rat in the house. What makes you say that? Is that supposed to be funny? Look, 
We think this place ain't safe. This place just needs security, Ma. We're leaving. You should go with us. Nobody's going anywhere. Piss on this fucking turd. We're out of here. Don't take another step, Mr. White. Fuck you, maniac! Good movie. Yeah. Not a great team, turns out. Well... Not a very cohesive unit. They would have been if they hadn't had the rat, though. It's not... Well, not really, because they... It wasn't just the rat. It was... I mean, it was the rat that sold them out for the... For the location... But if the cops... Michael Madsen also fucking went nuts and started murdering people. Yeah, which... (laughs) Didn't help. Yeah, he's not... He's not a good team member. I That's what I mean. I think they're yeah. kind of a... The teamwork is a little shaky. But, I mean, team. Steve Buscemi's right. He was the one acting like... But they were enough of a good team to have a good meal at a diner and walk in slow motion to yeah. a cool song, so... It's true. A lot more than most of us get to do with our teams. Yeah, and go through whether or not you should tip people and... Yeah, tell them down the stories, yeah. Yeah. Uh, next is Steven Soderbergh's 2001 Ocean's Eleven, the kind of remake of the Rat Pack movie. Um, again, with every actor from look how photoshopped uh, early 2000s. He and his face. Like, yeah, there's like to make Brad Pitt look like he's Matt Damon's age, and Matt Damon <laughs> look like he's 12 fucking years old. Yeah. Um. Uh, there's a bunch of steel it's a heist. shit and like there's. It's a heist. So Danny, Ocean. Danny Ocean's recently paroled Correct. from prison, yep. and he was formerly married to Julia Roberts. This woman, whose yep. name I don't remember in the movie, Julia Roberts. But her character's name. She's Julia Roberts in every movie. She's actually Julia Roberts in the second one, which is a bag of shit. But the except for the fact that Brad Pitt found a reason to have his character eating in every scene. Yeah. And in the second one, they go even more ham on yeah. it. So literally every scene, he's shoveling food into his mouth. Yeah, this one, it's like ice cream and shrimp cocktail, and the next time, it's even more disgusting. Um, so to fuck over and win back the heart... Fuck over the guy who put him in prison and win, over, win back the love of his life. Yeah. A team of master thieves is put together and a master plan is enacted to rob a Las Vegas casino on a fight night where there's every... Millions millions. You've got to have a dollar for every six dollars or whatever the math equation is. I don't remember what it is. Millions and millions of dollars. Um, Bit of a spoiler. This is the prestige of the vault scene. So uh, if you haven't seen this movie, (laughs) then it's... Who fucking cares? Show the clip. Look away now Show the because clip. it's going to ruin the Cut whole off. thing. Show the clip. What the hell's going on in the vault? Uh, nothing, sir. It's all normal. Show me. I'm afraid you're mistaken. You're watching your monitors. Okay. Keep watching. This town, your luck can change just that quickly. Find out how much money we have down there. Sure. I should what? 
It would be better if you weren't around here for this. All right. You proved your point. You broke into my vault. Congratulations. You're a dead man. Maybe. Maybe. May I ask how you expect to leave? Do you believe I'm going to allow you to parade bags full of my money out my casino door? No. You're going to carry it out for us. And why would I do that? Take a closer look at your monitor. As your manager's probably reporting to you now, you have a little over $160 million in your vault tonight. You may notice we're only packing up about half that. The other half we're leaving in your vault, booby-trapped, as a hostage. You let our $80 million go, and you get to keep yours. That's the deal. You try and stop us, we'll blow both cash lines. Mr. Benedict, you can lose $80 million tonight secretly, or you can lose $160 million publicly. Bit of a Hobson's choice there. Super dated already. Yeah. It's like, it's almost been 20 years since that movie, which is crazy, but... You wouldn't tell from Brad Pitt's frosted hair. And yeah, it was fucking collared. Weird, yeah, like, <laughs> cell phones, the hilarious... Yeah, the... Little. <laughs> yeah. Um, uh, my last—it's tough for me to pick my favorite movie from the Fast and or Furious franchise. But for the purposes of a team up, I don't think you can beat Fast Ampersand Furious Six, which is very important delineation of, between the uses of both Fast and Furious. I kind of thought Five was where they really started all coming together. Again. But then you get. Uh, uh, gotcha. The big man. Yeah, they hit the rock. In this one. Yeah. Um, so we saw this movie in Spanish, unsubtitled, in Barcelona, where it was called A Todo Gas Seis, and didn't really know what the fuck was going on, but it doesn't really matter. That's the brilliance of this <laughs> franchise. Uh, other than the fact that this is the one where Letty is on the wrong side, but even then it doesn't really make sense in yeah. the language that you know how to speak, so it's really sort of pointless. <laughs> so, the beginning of this movie, the crew is living fat off the big Brazil job, which is what, how you close the fifth movie, um, but the shit is going down. Trouble comes. Disgraced SAS officer Owen Shaw, not what is now Decker Shaw's brother, obviously, but yeah. we're dealing with the earlier movies in the Fast franchise. This, is a, this is a controversial... This sets up the controversial death of Han. Yes. In the next movie, and Jason Statham's character, correct, Deckard Shaw kills Han, but now is part of the team. And there are some people that thought, "What? He killed Han? How can we have him be part of the team?" Yeah. I say, forgive and forget. Yeah, I mean, it's. I'll be seeing Hobson Shaw for sure. Um, now I lost my train of thought. Oh, oh, geez, sorry. Owen Shaw. Is stealing the wizard's eye or whatever the fuck he's trying the to get. The wizard's um, eye. The philosopher's stone? Yeah. the He's an alchemist. He is indeed. And he's trying to turn bullets into gold nice. and rain them down on everyone. Nice. And he's driving a really strangely uh, made, impervious to all human technology go-kart around the world that can flip cars. <laughs> oh, right. That thing. Do That's all right. sorts of crazy right. shit. It's like, a, it's like a Formula One car yeah, it's like that's an, got a bulletproof... Right. But it's also like totally open wheel and yeah, and um, you can just knock cars aside with it. Yeah. So, uh, 
Hobbs has asked Dom to get the family back together to come and shut down Owen Shaw. You want me to get the family back together? Yeah, that's exactly verbatim from the movie The Line. Um, <laughs> and so <laughs> the way impression. that... Oh, the way that The Rock does that is to show the muscles. photo of Letty. He shows muscles. He shows, what he does. He, uh, he shows glistening muscles and then The Rock and Vin I Diesel almost make went out with and then we're all happy. Fast Five because there's a scene when they're in Brazil and The Rock is sweating so much throughout the entire thing and he's sweating more and more as the scene goes on and it's fucking It's hilarious. all the roids. Um, yeah, he's just in like... He's in Roy Rage! Steak and he's eggs. Sweating he's sweating so, because he's so turned on by Vin Diesel. It's just that no human shirt. should be able to carry around that much beef on him. So, um, who cares? Show the clip. Sidetracking. So, no, no. The plot is the most no, integral it, part. Just show the, the clip. Thing. Who cares? So, this is oh my simultaneously gosh. attacking spoiler this alert transport plane. Favorite thing to say on what turns out to be the longest runway on the face of the earth. So, let's check it out. Ride or die. Ride or die. If I can hit that flap, we can keep it from taking off. You be careful. This is who we are. Grab the wheel! Oh, my God. 
fun times. Amazing. Uh, so. Some of Francois Truffaut's finest directorial work there in the Fast franchise. Um, so those are some of our favorite team-up movies. I believe we have the Adult Swim Facebook picks. <laughs> Pineapple Express, Lethal Weapon, Rush Hour 2, yep. Tango and Cash, baby. Step Brothers Step, is I a solid choice. I would have picked Step Brothers, we but we had just Step talked Brothers, about it, yeah. yeah. Let's see the Toonami fan picks for your favorite team-ups. Avengers Endgame, Guardians of the Galaxy, Gundam Wing, good one. Super Broly, yep. Ghidra, the three-headed monster, nice. An out-of-the-box thinking pick, <laughs> yeah, but I like it. It's good, it's good, I like that. <laughs> Let's talk about what we have coming up. Up next, Attack on Titan at 11.30. Uh, uh, no, I'll tell you in a second. No problems. Everything's fine. Totally fine. Okay, attack on... Uh, totally fine. Here, let's check out this spot. On the next all-new episode of Attack on Titan. Frontal bombardment! All troops take cover now! Attack on Titan, Saturday at 11.30 on Adult Swim. See? Totally fine. Uh, and then Promise Neverland, uh, Saturday night at midnight uh, for our 10th episode. Getting close to the end of, of uh, Promise Neverland here. Getting exciting. On the next all-new episode of The Promise Neverland. It's time, Norman. No way! Emma, there's no need to yell. Keep causing trouble and I'll kill you. Promised Neverland, Saturday at midnight on Adult Swim. And then finally for our topical section is Sword Art Online Alicization, which is tomorrow night at 12. I think it's Alicization, by the way. I think it's Alicization. I don't don't think that's... I'd say it's French. That's what I'd say. Okay. And I think the Philosopher's Stone is in it, too. Hmm, Interesting. I guess there's one way to find out. It's about a French alchemist thing, Alicization. I guess that's one theory. On the next all-new episode of Sword Art Online, Alicization. These miserable creatures are the senators. Did the Pontifex do this? Yeah. Unforgivable. Sword Art Online, Saturday at 1230 on Adult Swim. I mean, I guess it's a computer simulation, so I didn't it could see, be... I didn't see anything. You didn't see anything that categorically... Yeah, I didn't see any denial that I was right, other yeah. than the mispronunciation at the end page. Right. Well, just saying. I think we're going to have to keep watching more episodes. And see yeah, this I think out. everyone should watch it together and help me figure it out. Uh, and then finally, we have a game review from Dennis Maloney, our West Coast Tsunami representative. Oh, what's this? You're reviewing. For Metro Exodus. What? Uh, Jason's big fan. Four out of ten. Um, I don't believe that's Guess the rating. An eight out of ten. The, well, we're just going to have to wait and see, I believe. Let's watch it. Okay. I waited quite a while for 4A Games to drop the final chapter of the Metro series, but Exodus was definitely worth the wait. As it turns out, the citizen soldiers of the Metro have been living a lie. There's still life on the surface, and Ardian's hell-bent on finding it. This time around, you play above ground, using an old train to search for survivors. It's a slow grind at first, but once you get the Aurora up to speed, the fun is off the rails. Like in previous Metro games, it's all about scavenging, conserving ammo, and keeping your cool. You win some, you lose some. Your actions can affect the story, but you won't know exactly how until the end of the line. 
There is a good ending, but after showing about as much mercy as the apocalypse, I got what was coming to me. All in all, my trip on the Murder Express was still pretty satisfying. Even without the feel-good ending, we give Metro Exodus an 8 out of 10. Next stop, Hell. I guess if Dennis oddly liked it, he doesn't even play first-person shooters that much. I wonder why that He one likes the Mexico. The Mexodus. The Metro. The Mexodus. The Metro games. Um... Metro Exodus. <laughs> Shorten it down. That's what that's like if you're in the know and you've been playing a ton of Metro games yes. and you need a little it's short. It's really the, the fan community. It's the Mexodus. Is the Mexodus. It's like particularly around the Exodus game. It gotcha. Um, and then we actually, that wasn't all though. We actually have something. No, no, that's just sneak peek section. Then we have, this is the separate section now. Okay. <laughs> this is a separate section uh, by which we have a little video from Dana Swanson, voice of Sarah. See, when we have Tsunami. a new card, it's a new and section. She That's is. She, this is what she calls DanaCon, which is when she goes to cons. So we all went to MomoCon together, and we Dana, did. which you guys hopefully watched, and Dana recorded her experiences because she went the whole weekend because she loves cons and cosplay and all the things um, that that revolve around that. So she filmed herself, and this is her MomoCon. Hey, everybody. It's Dana Swanson here with another DanaCon segment, this time about MomoCon. Uh, I am in an apartment in Los Angeles where I now live, so I had to do a thing that was a little weird for me. I traveled from L.A. to Atlanta instead of the reverse. I love going to the airport. Like, I love... Coming in contact with germs from other countries. Yeah. Such an international airport. All the people, lights, the germs, just like the history of disease. They can all be found in like one place. Uh-huh. I love it. So MomoCon is the largest anime and gaming convention in the Southeast. So it's a great opportunity to get to meet some of you, which was probably one of my favorite things. Yes, hot moves. I need all the hot moves. Oh, Whatever wow. hot moves you want to give me, all of it. My other favorite thing was that I brought my friend Paul, who's never, ever been to a convention. So I thought I'd make it special by making us cosplay. Okay, I'm ready for the convention. You, you wanted to do this, so I'm ready. So we decided to go as Momos. You know, the spirits of MomoCon. What's a Momo, you ask? It's us. Or really, whatever it is you tell us that we are. What am I from? Uh, you're a filthy prank. You're pink eye, right? From, from what? You recognize us from, from what? Crowd City, the video game. Yeah, we're from Crowd City, the video game. Oddly fitting bodysuits, check. Glittery fanny packs, check. Matching sunglasses we got at a desert thrift store, check. You know, you get another person to wear what you're wearing, and all of a sudden it's cosplay. I don't know, that's what you do at conventions, right? Yeah, that's, that's, that's as far as I'm concerned. The real props go to the people that actually cosplay. Those are some pretty great looks. No! What else are you gonna see at MomoCon? I saw sword fighting. I hadn't seen that until this year. Tons of art. Art, art, shopping, art. Art and shopping and art and shopping. This sword is from Skyrim. Panels. Before go through. And then a guy singing over an anime music video he made. You said the gun was mine. Is it cool? 
So again, I really enjoyed getting to do the tsunami panel. <laughs> Got it! Hi, everybody. And, of course, meeting some of you. And getting to see fan art. I got to see Sarah fan art. I don't even know who the artist is. If it's you, let me know. Well, I'm going to be getting in shape for next year. Back to you, Jason Gill. Thank you, Dana. Always Indeed. great. Thank you. You enjoy cons so much more than I do, and I wish I could get there with you. Agreed. Um, and then finally, we have this is actually finally this week's Adult Swim single. Uh, this is week 43 out of a total of 52. So there's only nine weeks left. Um, so this week is another metal track by the group Gate Creeper. And it's called Anxiety, and it is pretty anxiety-inducing. Let's check it out. So you can check that out at adultswim.com slash singles or the Adult Swim Singles Spotify playlist. Or you can come back next week for another new single for the next nine weeks. We usually release them on Wednesdays around noon. So hopefully we'll see you there. Or go to our site and check out all the other 42 songs that are there for you. So many. They're all free. Uh, That's it for today. Thanks for watching our team up that we call Toonami Preflight. Go team. I thought you were going to leave me hanging. You deserve to, but I'm not because I'm a team player. Thanks, buddy. Go team. Toonami, every Saturday night from 1030 to 330.